everyone. Welcome to the Golden Ratio Podcast. I am Jen, GR Mom, joined as always by GR Dad. Hi. Nice to be in the same room with you, GR Dad. It is great. It is un- unbelievably better than to not. It has been a very long time. <sighs> it's been ridiculous. I'm glad you're back. Me too. We're going to be together for a solid 10 days before I take off to run an ultra marathon. But even that'll be like, there won't actually be a whole day that we don't see each other. So it's going to be okay. Yeah, that's more like old school. Yeah. The it was the the m- the weeks long absences that kind of were sucky. That was too much. Uh-huh. The cocktail of the week this week is the Ward 8. This is a pretty classic cocktail. It is whiskey, lemon juice, orange juice, simple syrup with a little bit of grenadine. Would you like to know the history of the Ward 8? Yeah. The Ward 8 was named after Ward 8, a voting district of Boston, notorious Boston. for political corruption. Relevant to some personal ongoings that we're not going to discuss on the pod. Wait, what now? <laughs> <laughs> Apparently just for me. Okay. Uh, yeah, it was. It first appeared in a cocktail book in 1913. Nice. The cocktail book, a sideboard manual for gentlemen. <laughs> and then it was also in the 1922 book, Cocktails, How to Mix Them. Interesting. So there you go. I would have thought it was New Orleans. Don't they have wards there too? Yeah. Is that? The yeah. Lower Ninth Ward? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 But they also have them in D.C. Oh, don't unplug it. Not you. No. Okay. They do have wards. Yeah. Um, let's move on to Administrative Corner. I love Administrative <laughs> Corner. <laughs> you thought you'd get away with that? I cannot let you. <laughs> we sold a Operation Nacho Run shower curtain from the Red Bubble store. I'm not going to say it was <laughs> me or it was not me, but it was it not It was me. not you. It was no. not me. Uh, that was Teen from the Herd ordered a shower curtain. Now, she could have shipped it to us. I don't know what its destination was. I just know... One has been ordered. One, the the web website is registering one is sold. Hilarious. I mean, I think people are missing on the opportunity to get uh, a, a brown shower curtain. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with a brown shower curtain? Actually, is it clear with just the flag or is it's it white. brown? It's white. It's white with like the treasure map on it. Uh, yeah. But it's not see-through. A lot of brown on there though. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> um, also, thank you to everybody. Um, Sorry, we got we got a little bit of nacho-oriented <coughs> chaos going on in the background. Uh, thank you to everybody who donated to the Golden Ratio Foundation to support Nacho. He is our first <laughs> our first dog that the foundation has taken in. Um, and I just went in and checked the finances, and a bunch of donations came in during Operation Nacho Run. So, thanks everybody. Also, thanks for uh, people who sent little toys like this squeaky little <coughs> number here and other knickknacks and things um in the last few days so let's get to dog updates sure (laughs) that's guac there's the update uh i gotta say before nacho arrived i was like i bet nacho and remy are gonna be bffs you were spot on after a day they're literally throwing themselves at each other and breathing heavily into the air with angry faces in the vague vicinity there's of each other there's a lot of right air now. chomping too which mm-hmm. is great to see yeah they are having a great time and guac is just grumpy because he's not involved and there's no ball i gotta say i think nacho may be better at the butt attack than vink the originator of the butt attack 
Well, Nacho has no health problems. It just throws his body around heedless. Nacho like throws throws his butt into Remy's face and then throws his <laughs> entire body on top of Remy and then like rolls over him. He doesn't care if he falls off the bed or the no. couch or whatever. He's got strong puppy energy. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about Nacho and Operation Nacho Run. I don't know if people are that interested. <laughs> in it. I mean, maybe we should start with some other dog. Go ahead. Um, so Nacho began his journey last week on Wednesday from Idaho, where he was taken in by Teen and the herd, um, and uh, and made his way to us across five days. So uh, he was given up by his previous owners because he needs knee surgery. He also has serious allergies. Um, I think that's it. Was there another problem? No, I mean ear infection. Oh, and that's he had ear a very, infection, yeah. very temporary. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I'm leaving it all in because it's what the house. It's on brand. What the house is like now. Um. So teen from the herd drove Nacho from Pocatello, Pocatello, Idaho, to Salt Lake City. It's about a three-hour drive. The Pocatello is a part of the knee. Oh no. That's incorrect. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you had a fact for me there, but no, you don't. I just no. have a misspoken word. Um, so she left at like five in the morning on Wednesday to get Nacho to Salt Lake City at 8 a.m. Um, his ride from Salt Lake to Denver was actually a friend of the squad who lived in Denver. So the previous day she drove from Denver to Salt Lake, stayed overnight, and then left with Nacho uh that morning as someone who drives a lot that's a lot of driving it sure is um so she brought nacho to denver he stayed overnight with someone else in denver and then the next morning hang on we're gonna take a minute here we've reduced the chaos a little bit um so so yeah nacho went salt lake city to denver on the first day stayed overnight in denver and then another friend of the squad picked him up in Denver. Um, she was from Salt, uh, from Kansas City, so she drove to Denver <laughs> and stayed overnight. And then drove Denver to Kansas City, where another friend of the squad kept him overnight. Man, these are long. These are long trips. Fifth friend of the squad from drove him from Kansas City to Memphis, where he met up with another friend of the squad. Yes, this is the one I met. Yes, uh, so this is um, Rachel. Rachel. She kept him overnight in Memphis and then also did the driving to Atlanta the next day. I want to say in terms of cocktail of the week, she sent us <gasps> along. Uh, people sent a bunch of stuff with nacho, which we'll talk about. But she also sent us two bottles of liquor made in memphis one bottle of vodka and one bottle of gin and i gotta say i opened it we appreciate all local liquor but the quality let's be honest is mixed of <laughs> local liquor we've had some like locally brewed whiskeys that are that are that need work they're not the best they're not there yet <laughs> yeah so i was like i wonder how these are gonna be and uh, so I popped open the vodka and I took a little sip of it and I braced myself and I was like, fuck, this is amazing. <laughs> this is so good. And the same thing with the gin. And both bottles have a chicken on them. Because we've had bad vodka and we've especially had some bad gin. Oh, so Locally, much I bad mean, gin. There's some DC startups that make 
that are very creative but not very discerning. <laughs> oh my god. And these have chickens on them. Yeah, so uh the brand is Old Dominic Memphis vodka and gin. It's so good. It's so good. And she also sent chocolate and she sent some barbecue stuff. Like we and everything was so delicious. I texted her. I was like, "Thank you." And also, how is this all so delicious? <laughs> so, uh we're going to have to take a trip to Memphis to I think so. Yeah. Experience some yeah. of this stuff in person. Um so anyway, she brought nacho to atlanta where you picked him up where i showed up to pick him up i magically appeared ploof poof it it was so complicated like a little leprechaun Whee! the plan had been that like ingo was going to arrive from germany last week you were indeed in germany i was in germany that yes. part of the plan did come true <laughs> and you were gonna your flight from germany flew into new york and then you were gonna go hang out at maryland for a couple days and then drive down and pick up nacho on the way yeah and then I got a cavity. I have one tooth, one molar that doesn't have a filling. <laughs> I mean, you have a, pr a full set of teeth. It's just... I have know, all the teeth. <laughs> one molar that doesn't have a filling. <laughs> uh, one molar... Well, not anymore. It's not old chomper. You don't just have <laughs> one molar. <laughs> oh, no. No, I have all of them. I don't have any wisdom teeth. I have all the molars. And one of them didn't have a filling. And it started throbbing like on Monday last week. And I was like, it's the only one without a filling. I'm sure it's time. And uh, so the dentistry in Key West is not acceptable. T tell about your experience. You may already have, but it's, it's chilling. A couple years ago, I thought I had a cavity in one of those back teeth because they were throbbing. It turns out I did not. It was just I was clenching my teeth very hard in my sleep and it was achy but I thought I had a cavity so I was like I'm going to find the best rated dentist in Key West and go in there <laughs> and get this thing filled if I have to so I make an appointment I go in the staff is lovely they take my insurance I sit down they do the x-rays and uh, while we're waiting for the x-rays he's like you know once the integrity of a tooth is breached there's really no point in doing anything about it it's better to just pull it out <laughs> And I'm like, is he, is he like from the 1870s? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Thankfully, I did not have a cavity. I was like, I'm never coming back Better here again. <laughs> bite down on this dick. <laughs> he seemed very nice. No, he's not nice to teeth. Mm, so uh, when my tooth started, and our dentist in Maryland, uh, the dentist is actually in Virginia, amazing. Uh, amazing. Um, we, we would drive 45 minutes to see her before. It's interesting. We have talked about her on the podcast. We it's have. Purple Plum Dentistry. Yes. Uh, which matters because when I got the cavity filled, they're like, you have a $50 credit on your account because you referred someone because <laughs> somebody who listened to the podcast went there and was like, oh, yeah, this that, is how it could have been your, um, your WAMU colleague, though, too. Oh, it could have been. Anyway, yeah. um, so I, I talked to Ingo in Germany and I was like, look, I have a cavity. I have to go get this filled. So you are not going to go to Maryland anymore. You're going to fly New York to the Keys and I am going to fly up to Maryland and get my <laughs> cavity filled. So Ingo landed from Germany on Thursday and flew Charlotte to Key West. I flew Key West to Miami to DC. I left the car in the airport at the Key West airport and Ingo picked it up an hour later. It was still warm. Um, Didn't we wave to each other in the plane? <laughs> from plane close. to plane? Uh, got my cavity filled. It's all better now, thankfully. And then I flew back to the Keys 
about an hour after you left for Atlanta. Yes, that's again we waved to each other. We missed each other again. Um, I had booked you a rental car, one-way rental car in Atlanta to come down here. There were some difficulties with that where it was going to be a few hours. It was Seinfeldian. Just because you have a reservation doesn't mean you have a car. <laughs> so I ended up booking you a different rental, like live, like you call and you're like, it's going to be like two hours. And I was like, hang on, booked you another was, rental and car. And I was half an hour away from Nacho. <laughs> yeah. Um, so got you another car. You picked up Nacho and then drove him to Orlando where we had already booked the B&B, Airbnb and then Orlando to Key West. So he got home on... Saturday? Saturday, Saturday day. Uh, su- Sunday. Sunday. No, I flew up on Saturday. Yep. Yeah, Sunday. So got home during the day on Saturday. So he had quite an adventure. I'm, I'm sorry, on Sunday. Um, he had quite an adventure. I got to say, so Teen from the Herd bought him a little suitcase. It is amazing. Suitcase doesn't do it. It's like a kit. You can get it. on. She got it on Chewy. So it's if you search for like dog travel kit, it's got like collapsible bowls it has little separate food pouches for food yeah. it's it is everything you need to take a dog on a trip and and you don't need anything more you can put everything in there it's amazing it's got room for food bowls a water bottle all of his medicine fit in there his records fit in there toys fit in there Poop bags everything uh she outfitted it it came with she had like little operation nacho run stickers she put in a deck of playing cards with like a big potato on a <laughs> flatbed <laughs> as the picture on them uh i gotta say my favorite thing is this tiny little keychain she put on there with this gold potato that says idaho on it it is just the cutest damn thing i love it so much we like potatoes anyway, and mm-hmm. then the giant potatoes are even better. <laughs> and she put together a little, like, diary with, like, all the Operation Nacho Run stuff on the front, and everybody who drove him or kept him overnight, like, wrote a little entry in so it. So nice. It is just so lovely. Um, so Nacho arrived on Sunday. I, I would say the consensus opinion of Nacho from everybody who had him, including us, is that he's a little nervous at first. Like, he took a while to get him to come out of the car. Yeah, for like five minutes. A little scared. Yeah. Um, but he warms up very quickly, um, which he did here. And, you know, we did the kind of slow introductions where we let out Hops and Vink and then Guac and then Brody and then uh, Remy. Everybody was good. There were no problems, which was great. Um, that's always a big stressor is like, I mean, which we had with Remy, right? He was like humping Brody. There was a ton of tension. It was awful. Yeah. Um, no problems this time, which was great. And uh, Gwen Filosa, who we've mentioned on the pod a bunch of times of the Miami Herald, <laughs> uh, who covers the Keys, um, she had seen the Operation Nacho Run stuff during the week and had been tweeting about it. And so she came over, you know, once he had settled in a little, she came over to interview Nacho. Uh, she got, so, you know, he's just running around with the other dogs, we're all outside, and she got footage of him just like standing on the dock and jumping into the water unprompted. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Um, wrote a really lovely piece that you can find at the Miami Herald or Keys News about his journey. She interviewed Teen and I think maybe some other transporters. Um, they put it in the print paper. We were literally on the front page. There was a picture of the squad yeah. um, as like a teaser. He was on like page four of the front section. He got like a half page story. And this is a story. S- smaller, a thinner paper than I thought. This isn't like the New York Times size. This is a, you know boston herald thickness like yeah. so having a whole page is a big deal yeah yeah um so it's just charming you can find it online 
I did buy out three stores. Yeah, you did. I was like, we got to get some print versions of this paper. And you went, where'd you go? Walgreens. They had none left. <laughs> CVS had one. I took it. <laughs> and then I went to Winn-Dixie. And then I took all the ones they had, which was three. <laughs> so um, It's going later in the day. It has its hazards. Yeah. So one is on its way to Teen in Idaho. And then we got three more here for whatever we're going to do with them. Friends and family. Yeah. Um. So let's talk about Nacho. Nacho Fry is what I'm trying to get stick as his nickname. <laughs> um, it's not working because I revert to like Notch. Notch is not bad. <laughs> it's just so close to guac, right? I want them to be able to tell their names apart. Oh. Um, sure. Anyway, he's a very sweet boy. He is 18 months old. And man, can you tell. He's got puppy energy. He sure does. Um, he's not bad. And it's, you know, it's hard to tell now because it really takes them a week or two to start settling in. And there's just a lot of anxious energy. Like even today, there's a remarkable difference from yesterday in terms of his calmness. Um, but he's a fun boy. He's ball obsessed. We have a no ball rule in the house now. It's Don't look at me. I didn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> I was just looking at you for part of the conversation. He finds balls under things and behind things that we didn't even know were there yeah. he's very good at sniffing out stuff um <laughs> he's just super cute so he you had had him out on the porch it was like maybe yesterday morning and he kind of trots into the house and i said hi and he's like trot 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 and then he all four feet straight like slides to a stop <laughs> perks his head up looks to his right looks to his left sees me and then is like ah, happy face <laughs> and trots on over to see me it was He's extremely cute. Yeah, he's he's very expressive. He's a good-looking dog. He's very, in, like, well-proportioned, show dogish. Mm -hmm. I guess. He's very handsome. Um, and he looks exactly like Guac in some angles, and a lot like Remy in other angles. Him and Guac, there's a lot of times I look at him and I have to, like, be like, wait, which one are you again? Yeah. Um, so he's doing great. He was crate trained, it seems like. So we have a crate. I actually had lo logistical maneuver. Uh, we have like two crates in our Maryland house and we haven't had any here in Florida. And uh, so I had a crate shipped to the Airbnb in Orlando because <laughs> it was the only way we would get it in time. I, know, I got there and there's like a big box waiting for mm -hmm. me. Um, so he's sleeping in the crate and then we also leave him in there when we're not home just because we're you know not sure if he's trustworthy to not eat anything because it sounds like he pulled some stuff off the counter well he knows today. how to get on the counter and he's he's not afraid to jump and and extend right yeah so uh but he's good in the crate and last night he was really wound up like after dinner time just like running in circles and climbing on everybody and you could you could tell it was a lot of anxiety that he was trying to get out and so we put him in the crate and he sat there for like a minute and then he laid down and went to sleep like it's a for dogs that are crate trained it's a real place of security and way to just be like okay like i'm safe everything is fine in here yeah and man did it make a difference with him taking away all the stimulus yeah, yeah. just like okay like i'm gonna hang out in here it's fine um so the crate i'm guessing will go away in a couple weeks like once he's he's much calmer and kind of knows the rules and isn't anxious and pacing um but he doesn't care right he's happy to go in there we toss his ball in there and he just yeah. settles in and it's goes not, to sleep it's not a scary place for him or anything punishy which certainly is not intended to be no i mean a crate never should be right if you're crate training right. a dog it should be a place that like they want to go and they feel secure in there and not a place that you put them to punish them that's right this is like there's a couple awesome toys in here there's a soft blanket there might be some treats yep. yeah um 
so yeah, he's he's doing great, but we're, you know, just a few days in, so he needs more time to settle in and it's hard to tell like what his his true personality is because we're there's a lot of like anxiety noise yeah. that that's in the way, which but, is always the case. I mean, he's getting more calm, but with that sometimes comes he gets more comfortable and then he may do other weird stuff. Yeah. For sure. So we'll see. A couple weeks to go. Yeah. Um, we did take him to the vet on Monday. So he arrived on Sunday. We took him to the vet Monday to just get him fully checked out. Um, he will eventually need a TPLO surgery. That's a cruciate ligament repair on one of his knees. Like we did x-rays and you can see one that's of the a, knees. That's a back leg knee thing. Yeah. Voods had this surgery last July. Um, and he wasn't sprinting afterwards either, though. I don't know. They shouldn't give it to like athletes. <laughs> I mean, Boots had a whole bunch of other problems. <laughs> um, I've I've had a my dog Pie, my previous dog Pie had a, her tore her ACL and had it repaired, and she was she was probably five or six at the time, and she was great. Ran around, didn't have any. You know, once she healed from it, didn't have any problems. Yeah, when we heard that that was due for Nacho, we were we were thinking he'd be limping really hard and have a hard time you know getting up and down stairs maybe or push, oh, before we got him pushing yeah just because we heard that we thought he was he would have real hard time walking and stuff but he's quite bouncy yeah everyone along the drive had been really careful to like not let him jump and run and uh so when we had him in at the vet i was like so should we be restricting his movement at all and she's like nope like it's fine um it's not an emergency now that we get the surgery. And in fact, she said, like, I want to give him some time to settle in and, you know, see how he is, you know, get him on a joint supplement and everything. Like, it's not a surgery you need to do right now. Because some, so, I mean, you know, when my dog Pie tore her ACL, she didn't put any weight on the leg at all. Um, so he clearly doesn't have a full tear. now. On the, no, because he can support it. Yeah. yeah, the gap between his shin bones and his thigh bones is gone on the bad leg so he absolutely is going to need surgery but it's not an emergency and so she's kind of like if you were never going to get him the surgery then maybe you would want to try to keep him calm so like whatever's wrong in there didn't get worse but since you're definitely going to do the surgery it's better for him to like stay active and be lean um and be in good shape so he's been going on walks with me he does a great job on walks he loves to swim he's learning how to swim so we t I took him swimming yesterday because I was like, I got to get some energy out of this dog. So we're going to swim for about 20 minutes, just him throwing the ball. So, he, you know, ch swim, swim, swim after the ball. He sucks at swimming, <laughs> by the way. He, he doesn't know how. He, he, he clearly hasn't swum before. So he holds his head up real high and then he does a lot of like sploosh, 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 sploosh with his front legs. He did get better over the... It's not efficient like the other ones no. where he, the head stays at <laughs> water level. Uh, so we played fetch for about 20 minutes. He had a great time. <laughs> I brought him in and uh, was getting ready to give everybody dinner. Wait for maybe it. Maybe like 15 minutes later. And he's standing on the rug and he gave me a weird look. And then he threw up a little bit of seawater. And then he walked about five steps. And then he threw up mm, half a gallon of seawater. <laughs> and then he walked another five steps and threw up perhaps another full <laughs> gallon of seawater. Like there was a splash. I needed about five towels to clean it all up. And then he went on the porch and evacuated some seawater from the other end. And I was like, Ingo, there are two tasks that need to be to ha happen right now. One person needs to take him out into the front yard to let him finish his evacuation. And one person needs to clean up the porch. Neither seemed really good, but I, <laughs> I did make a choice. I did pick the porch, yes. Um, but there was no winning there. <laughs> it's a mess either way. Uh, Guac did exactly the same thing. 
when we first got him would just swallow a ton of seawater. He I learned know. pretty fast. I know. I think he was drinking it more because he was a good swimmer. He just he just thought it'd be fun to like let it run into his mouth. Oh my god! I mean, there were a few times where I remember him like walking down the front stairs and like puking <laughs> seawater like every three steps. He'd like step 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 bleh, step step step. Bleh. <laughs> um, but yeah, everybody's fine. So. Uh, yeah, he's a very sweet boy. You took a nap with him today. He just snugged it up with you in the bed. And oh yeah. Since he can sleep. jump, he's, he's on the bed in no time. He mm -hmm. and Guac can get up quickly. The other ones need help. Right? Yep. Um, no, he's a good boy and he's, um, we were worried about allergies, right? He had allergies before and yep. he was all scratching himself a lot. He was very itchy when he arrived. He was very itchy. They, they gave him that side point. He didn't seem to be scratching as much today. I don't so think we'll he see. scratched at all today. So it could be local allergies, right? If he's allergic to some tree pollen that they have in Idaho, that's one thing. But they don't have those trees down here, maybe. Who knows? Yeah, she she had said, the vet had said, you know, before we even think about any allergy testing, to just put him on the cytopoint, which is you get a shot you get once a month. Um, and it blocks the chemicals that make you itchy if you're a dog. Um, and so it could be that like, we just put him on the cytopoint once a month and he's fine and doesn't need to do anything. Yeah. Else. That'd be great. A great outcome. Um, Vink is already on cytopoint once a month. So it's sort of an expensive shot, but it helps a ton. And if that takes care of his problems, that's great. Yeah. It's a lot better than scratching and itching. Yeah. And she had said, even if we wanted to do the allergy testing, he needs to be here for a few months before he's like developed the antibodies to whatever he might be allergic to in the keys. Yeah. So it doesn't make any sense to do testing now because it won't tell us anything about yeah, he's like what he's allergic sequoias. to. Sequoias. <laughs> Great. Mm. Um, so yeah, that's the nacho man. The nacho man. He's uh nacho fry. He's pretty playful and he's really been hitting it off kind of violently with Remy. He's on they the porch right now. That's why time. things are quiet. Yeah. He's probably sleeping. Uh, Remy and Najo are having a really lovely time. They play a bunch. They love each other. They had, you know, they kind of sorted themselves out the first day, to calibrated, I would say. There weren't any fights or anything, but just kind of figured out. And yeah. they've been great since then. They have a really good time. Yeah. It's a, it's much better than you, Guac, because n neither of them want to run after the ball or whatever. Guac has become quite bad at playing with other dogs he gets distracted and it's like i'm gonna go chew on this other thing yeah yeah so yeah nacho and remy really focus on each other so that's a nacho update everything good so far we'll probably have a lot more to say next week yep he's a good boy <laughs> in other dog news um brody got his stitches out finally from his elbow surgery it looks like he's turning a corner he had that surgery three weeks ago um, and then after a week, he had to get new stitches put in because it was infected guac. And uh, and the stitches were kind of pulling apart. So that seemed to work. He's been on different antibiotics since then. And um, so he had those stitches in for a full two weeks. They took him out on Monday. Um, he's still in the cone because it's not entirely healed yet. You know, he's this is common with old dogs too and old people that it can just take a really long time to heal stuff. Yeah. Um, but it's getting there for sure. It's definitely getting better. So, um, hopefully the cone will come off in a week or so. Yeah. And we're getting a, the risk of having it off like while he eats or something is a little less too. So we're, we're taking it off sometimes. He's getting a little time, but he's still like, Supervised. I had it off earlier today. Yeah. And he tried to, he was, I heard him like lick, lick at the elbow uh. and I was like, put, ah, it's coming back on. It's coming back on. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, yeah. Let's see. People asked for an update on Remy's vision. Uh, it's definitely getting better. Yeah, he did. He did bonk into a post today because he was looking the other way, though. He was looking <laughs> sideways and walking forwards. I have a couple pictures that I've taken, like when the sun is is starting to go down in the west, it comes in through our porch door windows, and uh, I have some pictures last week where he was standing there, so the light was sliding like directly into his eyes. Yeah. So I've got some really good pictures of his cataracts, where you can see how <laughs> much the the right, the one on I guess his left that's the good the best eye is a lot smaller and you can also see where the one on his right is starting to dissolve a little bit that's so good mm -hmm. but ophthalmologists should have that lighting is that what you're saying they should they, position their patients that way well they have an artificial light that replicates that sort of brightness so what like the sun I mean, in a local fashion, yes. That's crazy. <laughs> Who invented something like that? Um, I will add one other Remy update. So he's lately, like when Guac is jumping off the dock, Remy loves to swim after Guac. Yeah, he's so he's like such a buddy to Guac when they play. He can't see enough to like fetch by himself, but he wants us to throw the ball for Guac, Guac to swim after the ball, and then he follows Guac around with he the ball. He follows the splashes. And so Guac jumps off the dock, and Remy has like in the last week been like putting his front legs over the edge of the dock and his butt up and like hesitating so today we were out there and guac was jumping off the dock chasing the ball and remy's like hmm, hmm, i'm gonna i'm gonna do it i'm gonna do it and he's not doing it so i just give him a little push on his <laughs> butt i'm like worst case he like falls into the water and hates it and i won't do it again and instead what happened is i gave him a tiny push and he pushed off the dock Full, like spread eagle superman pose <laughs> uh into the water like fully submerged came back up and then followed guac around He's and then he just kept coming back for it he's like okay 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 do it do it do it <laughs> and i like tap his little button he'd push off like full spread eagle like back legs fully spread that out so funny oh he was having such a good time i was like you know i don't want to like push him in and traumatize him right, right? And but you i weren't pushing him you were just like give him a little nudge on the, butt. Him on the butt yeah. yeah like it's okay go do it yeah yeah and he does this on the bed so when he get, when we put him up on the bed he can't jump off the bed because he can't see it so he kind of stands at the edge and then we'll kind of put our arms under him and be like okay and then he like leaps kind of up <laughs> into the does. air it's very startling <laughs> the first time when you think oh, i'm just gonna carry and he goes wing yep. <laughs> Fling. uh yeah yeets himself off the bed <laughs> yeets himself off the bed. so i gave him a little tap on his butt and he's like okay i'm going <laughs> flinged himself off the dock had yeah. a great time he had a great time um let's see hops um so we continue to flush out her spot where her abscess was um they had had a drain in there so there's a little spot at the bottom that's still open and we have uh we talked about this last time a little syringe with like a curved pointy tip and we inject chlorhexidine up into the thing and it you know comes right back out of the hole but it's kind of rinsing out where the abscess was it continues to get smaller so hopefully in the next week or two, that will be pretty much closed up um, and she'll be through with all of her MRSA stuff and she'll be able to start swimming again and paddle boarding. We did let her go in the water when uh, Nacho arrived and then we gave her a thorough bath and flushed out her thing and seems everything. To, seems to have been good. You're so good at this home medical care stuff. Like that's kind of your jam, but you're also so good at it. Thank like you. Teeth cleaning occasionally and yeah. clipping and brushing and oh, everything. Cutting out knots. 
that's like the least of it yeah but also flushing and wiping and yeah cleaning and all the stuff yeah, i mean i think no these were your own stitches that you took out once but oh, you i've would taken my own could. stitches out a bunch of times yeah, yeah. yeah but you'd take the dogs ones out if i've like taken out lots of dog stitches yeah. yeah yeah yep all right um we have nothing under ramblings but when we're done with this podcast we're going to record the patreon slash super followers only bonus pod which has a lot of rambling content in it. If I don't take a nap first. No napping. Okay. Podcasting. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, that said, we have Taste of the Keys and German Word of the Week. Okay. What do you want to do first? I'll do German Word. I'm, I'm not doing Taste of the Keys. Do it. The German Word of the Week is Querfeld ein. What does that mean? Um, off the path. Walking off the path like without off a path the beaten path kind of off the beaten path but more literal like it re it, it literally means diagonally into the field oh. so if there's a field with a path you know that goes around the edges you leave the path and go you know cut across the field that's querfeld ein hmm. yeah is that the context would you use it in the literal context or mm. is it used figuratively mm. it's used figuratively that's what it evokes with me but it's used as a off off road off track yeah not like off a the, restaurant not just off the beaten path no no it's a it's a it's a way of describing your progress oh so you leave the road and you go querfeld ein like you've you've yeah. left the path you've left the road and yeah. you're going cross country i guess is probably one way of saying it yeah but interesting yeah querfeld ein querfeld ein mm-hmm. okay uh taste of the keys this week medicare fraud suspect besides nacho besides nacho yeah that's right i mean he he would normally be our story because he was in the miami herald we are us we are our story about that though so (laughs) medicare fraud suspect caught trying to flee for cuba on jet ski feds (laughs) say (laughs) a hialeah man was found floating on a broken down personal watercraft (laughs) wednesday june 8th in the ocean south of Key West, the man Ernesto Cruz Graveron is accused of fraudulently billing Medicare for more than $4 million. $4 million! Between January and February. Goodness gracious. In two months, $4 million. How sick was he? Jeez. <laughs> Agents say he was attempting to flee to Cuba to avoid prosecution. Oh my goodness. Last week, U.S. Coast Guard crews and agents with Customs and Border Protection's Air and Marine Operations found two men on a disabled personal watercraft floating in the ocean south of Key West. Feds say that with a special fuel cell on board and compartments stuffed with bottled water and food, the vessel was embarked on a long journey to Cuba before it broke down. But sure, 90 miles get south that far. One man on the personal watercraft a type of vessel mistakenly called a jet ski based on the name of the model made by Kawasaki. What, what now? <laughs> what? <laughs> There's somebody in here who's like, it's, well, actually, a jet ski is this thing, and the thing that they were on, even though people call it a jet ski, is not a jet ski. Oh, it's not a Kleenex unless it's Johnson & Johnson. Oh. Come on. All right. So one dude on the jet ski. It's a jet ski. <laughs> is known as a human smuggler. The other man, 54-year-old. Wait, he's a human smuggler. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a human too. 
The other man, 54-year-old Ernesto Cruz Graveron, is accused of fraudulently billing Medicare more than $4 million between, oh, here it says January and April, according to federal records. Wow. Yeah. That's a big fraud. Uh, so there, all right, there's some stuff. All right. Uh, based on the four, this is quote, based on the foregoing, I believe it is probable that Cruz Garavan was in fact fleeing to Cuba aboard the jet ski to evade prosecution. Homeland Security Investigations agent Carlos Suarez wrote in a June 9th probable cause complaint. The other man was not named in the complaint. That's the human smuggler. <coughs> U.S. Magistrate Judge Alicia Otazo Reyes on Monday ordered Cruz Graveron held in federal detention center in Miami without bond. Federal jail. Federal public defenders did not respond to an emailed request for comment on the case. Cruz Graveron is president of Zyko. I think it's Zyko. It's X-I-K-O. Hmm. Zyko Enterprise, Inc., a highly a company that provides durable medical equipment, things like bandages, dressings, wheelchairs, and prosthetic devices. According to the complaint, Cruz Graveron billed Medicare $4.2 million on behalf of unknowing patients who never received these services. <gasps> Medicare paid him $2.1 million, according to the complaint. The complaint also states that one physician who is not named prescribed medical equipment from Zyko to 145 patients for which Cruz Graveron billed Medicare more than $1 million. Federal agents interviewed Cruz Graveron on May 20th after they discovered he bought a ticket for a plane headed from Miami to Havana. According to the complaint, he waived his rights to remain silent and speak to an attorney and he said he was paid, quote, by an associate to put his name on Zyko corporate records. He told agents he had drawn numerous checks from Zyko's corporate bank account at the behest of the same associate and ended up cashing between $60,000 and $90,000. Cruz Graveron then agreed to cooperate with agents in their investigation, and they seized his passport. However, eight days later, he was caught attempting the 90-mile journey from Key West to Cuba, agents say. Oh, so it's his second attempt to flee to Cuba. Mm -hmm. The first one was by plane. That would have made more sense. I believe... He's a Cuban citizen. I don't know that I read that in here, but yeah. But they took his American. Well, who knows? Whatever yeah, passport he had, they took it, and he's like, "I'm just gonna jet ski 90 miles." They to don't Cuba. need. Yeah, and we don't need no passport to jet ski. Mm-hmm. It's there not, you go. It's not all smooth sailing. That's the ocean. Ooh, that is. It is a treacherous passing. It is not. It is not. Uh, you know, as easy as Mr. Cruz may have thought. I mean. There have been a lot of migrants from Cuba coming in. Almost every day there's migrants from Cuba that either land in the Keys or get caught slightly off the Keys by the Coast Guard and sent back. Right. And, uh, man, I mean, we've talked about this before. <laughs> like, I'm full in favor of, like, let them come over here. Like, you know, obviously, like, check them out. And if there's, like, a murder or rapist, like, send them back to Cuba. But, like, these people are crossing in, like, barrels strapped together with duct tape and like a tarp and they don't always make it right exactly and you're gonna get on a fucking jet ski and go back the other way like what a fucking asshole this is good right. this is good use of our border patrol it's like keep this guy in jail yeah that's right say he was sent to jail good uh federal yeah. jail they they're like we're arguing that he's a flight risk and it's like mm. I mean, he literally <laughs> was on a jet ski going to cuba he sucks at it but he sucks at it. um Anyway, that's everything I have for this week. Yep, that sounds good. All right. Do you want me to have some more dog updates? Because it's just how awesome everyone is. Nope. Okay, well, they're awesome. <laughs>
All right, everyone. Until next week, Slava Ukraini. And don't put anyone unless they ask you to. Yeah, don't do that. Bye. Bye.